What is up, you guys? Welcome to the Interludes Podcast with your host, Maddie Van Dyke. It is our first episode. Welcome, welcome. I'm so excited that I'm finally doing this. I have been talking about starting a podcast since probably 2022, but I know for sure, like the first time I really thought about doing it was 2023 back in January. And I was sitting in my car and I was like, come on, you're going to start this. Like you're going to do this. And I just kept coming up with excuse after excuse of like, I don't know how to record a podcast. I don't have the equipment. I don't know how to make a graphic for it. I don't have a name. I don't know how to upload it. And you know, 2024, I said, there's no more excuses. Like you're doing this, put on your big girl pants and get this thing rolling. And it's January 2nd and I'm finally getting this thing going. So, you know, grab your coffees, grab your tea, grab your water, grab your tequila, whatever you're drinking today. And we're just going to sit here and chat about life and all the things that have gone into my 20-somethings because I just turned 23 back in November and over this last year of my life, I have been in a state of what the F am I doing? Like, this isn't what I had planned. None of this is what I thought I would be doing by now. You know, I mean, for context, like back in high school, I was like, I'm going to be married by the time I'm 21. I'm going to be starting to have kids by the time I'm 23, 24. And I just had this whole life planned out for me. I was going to have a career in, I think I wanted to do nursing in high school. So I was like, I'm going to be a nurse. I'm going to just be living in my hometown, which is disgusting to think about now. But, you know, that was my plan in high school. And, you know, now I'm 23, I'm single. I just graduated from college with my undergrad. I was a four-year college athlete. And so this was my first year of not playing my sport. And I'm currently working on my master's. So I'm still technically a student. But, you know, there's no boyfriend. There's no husband. There's no children. There's no house of my own. I'm living with my mom. I got a dog. That's probably the biggest big girl thing I've done. I just bought myself a new car actually. So that's the biggest big girl thing I've done, but I don't know what I want to do with my life. I have no career plan. I mean, I have career plans, but I have no like set career plan. Like there are probably seven different things I want to do and I don't want to have to pick just one. And so that's kind of where I'm stuck at right now. Just trying to figure that all out. But I thought it'd be fun for this first episode since some of you, I'm betting money that a lot of people that listen to this people are people that already know me. But in the case that people that don't know me listen to this, I thought it'd be fun for y'all to kind of get to know me. So for this first grand episode of the Interludes podcast, I'm going to be talking about five things I've learned by the age of 23. And so I know I have so much more to learn and I'm excited to learn so many new things about life and about love and everything just friendship relationships I know there's so much more I have to learn and these are just five major things that 
I've prayed about and I've thought really hard about and I felt like I had enough experience to share on these things. And originally I wanted to do 23 things that I've learned by the age of 23, but I really wanted to prioritize quality over quantity. So I thought these five were a good, a good solid foundation. We'll just start with that. So my first, what am I going to say? I guess my first lesson, my first biggest lesson I've learned is no matter how hard you try to do your own thing, if it's not in God's plan, it's not going to happen. And I could have a few examples, a few really, really solid, good examples for this. But the first thing that came to my mind when I wrote this down was when I was in the process of transferring from junior college to a four-year college to finish out my school, my undergrad, and my um, volleyball career, because that's what I played in college. And I remember it was right in the middle of COVID. So it was spring of 2021, you know, for JUCO volleyball, we had a full, I think 30 game season. Like we had a whole conference play region tournament. There was nationals. We went to tournaments before all that. Like it was a full season. And, you know, I was in the process of being a good teammate and leader and playing with my team while also trying to figure out where I was going to go to college come August because it was sneaking up on me real fast. And with COVID, it changed up so many things in the athletic world, the transfer portal and the extra years of eligibility. Like it just, it really shook up the, how people were getting recruited. And my dream from a very, very young age was to go to school in California and live in California. And I really wanted to be in SoCal. That was my biggest goal. Live in Southern California, be by the beach. And I was talking to quite a few schools through this recruiting process my sophomore year of college. And I had an offer from a school in California. And it was in Irvine. And I was so excited. Like, I was like, finally, like I was going to be five minutes from the beach. They were going to be like, for Trader Joe's near me. I'm a big Trader Joe's girly. So that was like a really big deal to me. And I was just really excited and I committed and I didn't think too deeply into like the logistics of what I was doing. Like financially, it was going to put me in a big bind because scholarship wise, they could not offer me as much money as like other schools were giving me. And I was going to have to pay to live in California, which was going to be insane. But you know me, I was 20 years old and I was like, girl, you're doing your thing. You got this, like, you're going to go to California and live your best life. And as time went by, I played my season. I kind of just told all the schools that were looking at me like, hey, listen, I'm not interested. I'm going to go to this other school and bye. And probably end of my collegiate, not end of my collegiate, what am I talking about? End of my sophomore season, I woke up one day and something just hit me. And I mean like hit me, like God dropped a bomb on me. And he was like, you made the wrong choice. And I was like, what are you talking about, God? Like, 
this is my dream. I want to go to California. I want to live in California. I want to be at the beach. I'd already found my two roommates I was going to live with. Like, this is what I'm doing. And you can like it or you can not, but this is what I'm going to do. And God was like, no, ma'am. And so, you know, me, I have always been, not always. Oh my gosh. Let me not say that. Recently, like in the past few years, like my relationship with God and my trust in God has grown exponentially so big. Like I understand whose I am, who my creator is, and I know that God's plan is better than anything I can come up with. And I can attest to that now. But back then I was like, okay, God. Let's see what you what you're talking about because like I might as well like I got nothing else to do. Season's about to end. So, I checked my email that day and I had an email from a school that was originally looking into me and they had offered me a very very generous scholarship and I was like, "Okay. I'll give them a call." And I called them, and from the moment I answered the phone with the coach, I was like, mother effer, this is where I'm going to go to school. This is where I'm about to live. And to put into perspective, I was about to go live in the tiniest little town in Alabama, where you had to drive 30 minutes to go to Walmart, 45 to go to Target, and an hour 15 to go to Trader Joe's. So... I was like, God, what are you doing? Like, this isn't what I wanted. I don't want to go live in Alabama. But, you know, I went on my visit and I just knew. I knew in my heart this is what I was going to do. And it was logistically the best place for me to be at at that time because Career-wise, like I was majoring in athletic training and it is one of the best athletic training departments in the country. Shout out RT Floyd. I know he'll never hear this, but that is my bestie. So, you know, I was going to be learning from the best of the best and I was going to get to play volleyball and it was just, it was the best opportunity for me. And Financially, it was the best opportunity for me. They were giving me a very generous scholarship and I was going to be rocking and rolling. And I was in denial for a while. Like I was like, I don't want to do this. Like I want to go to California. There were people around me saying like, why did you decommit to go to Alabama? Like that doesn't make sense. I was like, girl, I don't know. It's God's plan and I'm going to roll with it. And, you know, the first few weeks there, I looked at this one of my teammates who ended up becoming my best friend, one of my best friends in the entire world. You know, she's mentored me and changed my life and the way that I see Christ and helped me find a Christian community. Shout out Kenzie Wells, my girl. And I remember looking at her and I was like, I think I came here because I was meant to meet you and you were meant to help me spiritually grow. And it had nothing to do with volleyball. It had nothing to do with having fun, going to the beach, none of that. Like, as time went on, she helped me come out of this shell of being a proud, outspoken Christian woman and 
telling people my story and telling people my testimony and getting involved with just an amazing Christian community. There were so many amazing people there that just really fed into me and helped me grow because I was, I was a very lost little soul my first year and a half, two years of college. And I needed somebody to help me understand that this world is not your home. Like heaven is your home. You are here to create disciples. And I really, I found that in West Alabama, which is where I went to school and I just graduated from. So go Tigers. But I know for a fact, if I had gone to California, my life would have been 180 degrees different. I know I probably would not be as close to the Lord as I am now. And I wouldn't have as strong of a faith as I do now. And I can't imagine not having that. I can't imagine still just living this life on my own. Like that just sounds insane to me because Although I'm not at the place that I wish I was at, I know I'm a hundred times happier with the Lord on my side, sitting in this silence of trying to figure things out than trying to do it on my own, if that made sense. I don't know if that made sense, but I mean, that just circles back around to what I said. No matter how hard you try to do your own thing, no matter how hard I tried to go to California, I was in denial I told this I told West Alabama at the beginning I said no ma'am I'm not going there and God said that's not that's not your choice you're going and you're gonna make the best of it and here I am so that's all I have to say about that uh next lesson I have on my list is better to have no man than to have the wrong man And when I tell you I could write books and talk for hours on every wrong relationship I have been in, like it could be a docu-series. It could be, it could be a whole podcast dedicated to just this one statement. But like if he wanted to, he would. And I used to read that and I'd be like, oh, shut up. Like, Sometimes it's just not possible. Like people can't, and that's true. Sometimes it's just not possible for like certain things to happen. But like if he wanted to love you correctly, he would. And if he wanted to be, ask you to be his girlfriend, he would. Like there's nothing really truly holding him back from doing that. And I've spent years in toxic situationships and relationships where I was constantly begging them to choose me, to let me be the one. And I wanted to be the one that they finally changed their ways for and fully put their all commitment into. And I've learned that no matter how hard you try, he's not going to change unless he wants to. And You know, as my faith journey has progressed, I've learned that if a man doesn't know God, how are you going to expect him to ever love you correctly? If God isn't speaking to him, he's not going to know how to handle you. 
because I mean, as I already said, like God's plan is going to come into fruition, whether you want it to or not, he is going to break down the door and say, this is what you're doing. Let's go. Let's get this going. And if he cannot be submissive to God and God's plan for his life, then how is he ever going to be the man that you need him to be? And ultimately the leader of your family and the leader of your relationship. Like I think, and I heard this in another podcast, but I think more women would be able to be submissive if they were with men that knew how to lead correctly. And, you know, the first time I talked about like how a godly relationship should be, I was like, I could never imagine like being submissive to a man. Like I was too independent. I was like, I got this on my own. I can do this. Like, I don't, I don't need a man. I don't need help. I can do this. And I can't, I really can't. Like we are meant to love people. We are meant to be with others. God created Eve from Adam's rib so Adam would not have to live alone. Which, side note ladies, never chase a man because you are his missing rib. He needs to find you. But that's besides the point. I also heard that on a TikTok and I really liked it. But you know, I've allowed myself to be in so many situations where I knew I deserved better and I knew I could do better, but in the moment I just wanted to be loved and I wanted to love somebody. Like I love to love people and I love to help people and I don't like to quit on things. I don't like to quit on people, especially when they have brokenness and things that I feel like I can help them fix. and. I just, I always see the best in people. That's been one of my biggest downfalls. I see everything someone can be and that's not who they are. And they're not going to change until they decide they want to change. No matter how hard you try to change them, they're not going to do it until it's put on their heart to finally take the step and do it themselves. So that is number two. We're going to get into number three. Don't be ashamed to like the things you like. And I will forever be screaming this from the rafters loud as I can. Because for years, years, I spent so much time wasted pretending I liked certain things that I really had no interest in. And pretending I didn't like things that I loved. So one of the biggest, biggest things that pisses me off to this day is the fact that I let a boy convince me that liking pop and fun music like Taylor Swift and One Direction and stuff like that was lame. And that I should be listening to rap and that was the end all be all. Like that is who... Like, if you were listening to that stuff, you were cool. And if you weren't, what the heck were you doing? And I spent years, I'm talking years of my life, 
not listening to Taylor Swift, which is what I grew up on. I was a Swifty from the age of seven. Like, I remember seeing her at the Houston Rodeo before she was huge. Like, I think Fearless had just came out, so she was singing some of that, but a lot of debut. And, and like, her music always really resonated with me. And she always wrote, and she still does, she writes music that makes you feel something like no matter the situation you're in you can relate a song to it even if that's not the reason she wrote the song like the intention behind the song you can relate so many of her songs to so many different situations and I think that is one of the most powerful things about her is that she can speak to people in that way and you know for years I spent time listening to rap that really there's nothing wrong with rap. I need to throw that out there. I still listen to rap sometimes. I still listen to hip hop. Uh, I'm a big R&B girly. I love R&B. So no hate. No hate at all. But, you know, I'd listen to rap and I was like, there's really no meaning behind these lyrics. Like, it's all about the same thing. And, you know, as I got older, I started listening to Taylor again. And I started listening to... Stuff that made me happy, stuff that I felt like fueled my soul. And I started not caring, like, when people get in my car, are they going to like my music or not? Like, you're in my car, so you're going to listen to the music I like. And if you don't like it, then sorry, don't ride with me. Like, people had to just accept that this is what I enjoyed. And if you like it or not, I don't really care because this is what I like. And I'm not going to let that stop me from being happy. I'm not going to let other people's opinions stop me from being happy. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I've always been a very independent person. I've always been one of those, like, I don't really care what you think about me. I don't really care if you like the same things I do. Like, I really have been a very independent person I'm gonna do my own thing whether you like it or not because at the end of the day and I think this is like the main lesson behind the lesson I just shared people don't care as much as you think they do like I know we like to think like the world revolves around us and we are the main character but in reality the things that I thought were the end of the world when I was in you know, middle school, high school. I don't even remember them now. Like that is how insignificant it is. And, you know, from a young age, I feel like we as humans become so wrapped up in wanting to be associated with the quote unquote cool crowd or the popular people. And so often I feel like that can lead into such superficial relationships, um, Things that don't really feed into your soul. You deserve to be friends with people that breathe life into you, that interested in the same things that you are, are passionate about your plans for life and your goals. And you just deserve to be surrounded by people who love you for who you are and you should never have to fight for a friendship that is just one-sided. And 
I think that kind of going back into the better no man than the wrong man thing, it, it's better to have no friends than the wrong friends. Like, I have seen firsthand how toxic friendships can just totally alter your life and alter your mental health and the way that you view yourself. And you, you're not meant to feel bad about yourself. You should not be with people that make you feel bad about yourself. You know, the more you hang out with somebody, the more you become like that person. I, there's this, I don't know where I heard this, but it was like the five closest people to you are the people you become. And so you need to pick those people very wisely because I know for a fact, I would not want to be associated with people that I used to be friends with because they don't do things that I believe in. They don't have the same values as me. And, you know, I want people to see me for who I am and the things I believe in. And so I'm going to surround myself with people who believe those same things and who help me to grow every day, to reach my goals and want more for myself. And yeah, that topic was a hard one for me. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not good at explaining things. That's going to be a big learning pro progress process. A big learning process for me through this podcast is learning how to better articulate my thoughts. But, you know, first episode, we're figuring it out. So... Finally, we have the last lesson, and I absolutely love this one. I think it is so important to understand, and that is love yourself the way you wish others would. Because ultimately, no matter how much you beg somebody to love you, people are going to see how you view yourself and treat yourself, and that's how they're going to treat you. And if you are constantly self-depreciating and putting yourself down in front of people as a joke. Like people are never going to love you the way that you want to be loved because you don't even love yourself that way. Like you set the standard for how people are going to treat you. So if you come into a new friendship relationship with the attitude of like, I'm standing strong on who I am. I love the person I am, this is how you should be treating me, then that's how they're going to treat you. And if they don't, then get rid of them. But nobody will ever love you as much as you love yourself. I mean, the only thing that will ever love you as much as you love yourself is God. And that's because he is the ultimate creator. He is the ultimate image of love. He sent down his one and only son to die for all of us and we are so imperfect and he still did that for us so you know when you're looking for how to be loved correctly I feel like looking at the Lord and the way that he loves us sets the firm foundation for how you should expect to be loved but also how you love yourself and how you portray yourself to others is going to also be the foundation of how they are going to love and view you. <sighs> okay. I did it. I 
recorded this. I don't know if this is any good or not, but you know, first episode, we got through it and I'm going to be working to make this the best podcast it can be, but thank you guys for tuning in. I am still debating on how often I'm going to post. I think for now I'm going to start out weekly because I do have a lot of ideas, but you know, it could change over time and in which case I will make that known, but yeah, it's been fun. This has been fun. I've, I've really liked this sitting down and talking and I'm excited to see what this becomes because I know that I've always felt like I've had a higher purpose to use my voice for good. And I hope through this, I can speak to people and help change their lives, even if it's in the most minuscule, tiny way. I hope that I am speaking to someone and I know the Lord will use me for his will. And I'm just going to keep praying on it. But love y'all. Have a great rest of your week and happy 2024. I will see you guys next time.